Uh, Sefer HaMitzvahs, we're up to the mitzvah number 34. Uh, this is a general warning, that, this is a warning that we've been warned from any act of sorcery, of kishif, of, uh, that is uh, kinds of, uh, 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 sorcery. And that's, the Torah says in Devarim, chapter 18, verse 10, should not be found. A mechashim is a sorcerer, one a magician, this kind of a of a mechashim. One who violates this prohibition and practices it will be liable for the death penalty by stoning. He's skila if he's intentional. But if a person does it by accident, then you have a set chatos. That's a Corbin, that's a sacrifice that you make for doing a mistake accidentally. He didn't know it was prohibited. So then he would bring chatus. Uh, uh, the Torah says, this is based on the verse, it says, that a mechashefa, sorcerer, a woman sorcerer in this case, uh, you shall not let live, you shall not live in Shemos, this is in Shemos uh, chapter 22, verse 17. The details of this mitzvah have been, a mitzvah have been articulated the seventh chapter of Sanhedrin. Sefer Mitzvahs, the prohibition number thirty-five. This is against uh, saying things they call incantations. Chover uh, chover. That is when a person whispers and says such words, in which he imagines that that will be helpful for certain situations, and they would be damaging in other situations. Uh, that's the prohibition in Dvarim Yudches and Pasik Yud Yud Aleph. It says, Not to be found amongst you and one who is a Chover Chover. The language of the Sifri, Chover Chover, it's whether one whispers, it says this incantations to a snake or he does it to the scorpion. That means to say, he says such kinds of work. So, according to his imagination, that will prevent them from biting him, so that the snake and scorpion don't bite him. Or, he whispers these kinds of words on the place where he has already been bitten in order to alleviate some of his pain. Uh, that is a prohibition of chayver chayver. And one who transgresses says this prohibition will be violating this law. This prohibition would get Malchus, according to the Ramaz, he explains in the uh, Yada Chazoka, it is not just for uttering words, because Malchus you don't get for just words, but it's also when he makes some gestures with his hands included in that, then that would give him uh, lashes. The details of this halacha have been articulated in the seventh chapter of Tractate Shabbat. Mitzvah 36, the prohibition 36 is Hashem commands us not to seek counsel by uh, a person who asks by the oiv. Uh, that is the, says shoyel oiv. That's also a kind of a sorcery uh, in which they have certain mechanisms in which they ask different questions and the one who transgresses this prohibition Meaning, if you ask one who is a baloyiv, who knows or claims to know some of uh, this magic sorcery tricks, uh, 
would uh, not be liable for death, but it is nevertheless prohibited. Book of Mitzvahs of the Rambam. This is the prohibition number 37. And this is a warning that we were warned not to seek answers and ask by what's called the Yidoni, Baal Yidoni. Uh, that is to seek answers from that. These were practices of the fortune tellers or the uh, sorcerers they used to use called Yidoni. Uh, the verse in the Devarim speaks about it, it says, You should not be found amongst you one who seeks answers from the Oiv and the Yidoni. Those are two different distinct types of uh, teller, fortune tellers, or telling you the future. The language of the Sifra, there's an Oiv, there's a Yidoni. Now we're talking about the 37th is talking about the Yidoni. The language of the Sifra is Altifnu ala Oivis vala Yidonim. This verse in Vayikra, chapter 19, verse 31, says, Don't go after the Oivis and the Yidonim. What is Oiv? Ze Pitoim. Hamadabra Meshechia. That's the Pitoim, that's the, the one who practices Yidoni. He talks from under his armpit. That's how he gets the answers. Yidaini, uh, on the other hand, is he speaks uh, with his with his mouth. So, those people that actually practices this is a form of idol worship. Those who do that, they are actually get the punishment, the penalty of death by stoning, because that's actually a worship, a kind of a worship of a desire. But those who seek answers from them, that's only a warning. That's a prohibition not to do so. But they don't get stoned for asking. You get stoned for practicing it, actually, in the... Uh, in the uh, we're doing the Sefer HaMitzvahs in the Book of Mitzvahs of the Rambam. And this is the 38 prohibition. This is a warning against not seeking answers, information from those who are dead. The uh, Rambam brings down, uh, there are those, as the Rambam calls them, they are actually, those who practice this, they are the ones that are truly dead, although they, although they eat and feel, because they do this foolishness, so they're really dead. Like Shaul did. He says, one who does so. No, that you pay money and they'll sit down, they do a seance, yeah. and they'll talk to your uh, dead Okay, they said that one who does so, or dresses in such a manner, so the dead will come during his sleep, and he will answer him the questions that he asks. This is based on a verse in the Pasuk in Devarim, in which says, Not to seek answers from the Mesim. The Gemara Sanhedrin says, What is the Doirish Alameisim? What does it mean? How does he seek from the Mesim? The Amariv Atzme, a person who starves himself. And then he goes and he sleeps in the cemetery. So that a spirit of impurity should rest upon him. And that's the way he's going to, I guess, get answers. Uh, that's called Doirish Alameisim. I guess in this case, it's specifically in the cemetery as opposed to just getting them in your dream when then you don't have to be in the, in the cemetery. But in the Gemara, it's in the cemetery. And one who violates this prohibition is liable for lashes. 
The mitzvah number 39, mitzvah lamates, is the mitzvah talks about cross-dressing. And this is the verse uh, that uh, states that that a woman shall not dress garments which are designated for men. Any woman who adorns herself with uh, uh, those ornaments which is uh, usually uh, for the males, uh, that is, that it's known in that place that that particular uh, takshit is for males, that would bring with it lashes. Mitzvah, which was finishes up 40, the prohibition, which Hashem says the other way, that a man shall not dress the garments of a woman. Any man who uh, adorns himself or dresses with what is known in that place, that that particular uh, shape that is made for women would get lashes. And the Rambam says, I want you to know that this act of cross-dressing, which either the women adorn themselves with the male takshitim uh, or men use the women's takshitim, Sometimes this is meant to arouse the natural corruption by people as it is known by all the nations. Sometimes it's done to type of Avedizoda, it's a type of a worship, idol worship, as explained in those books uh, by the Goyim. Uh, sometimes people, what they do is they make sort of a... Uh, they make a condition and they say that if you do a certain whispers or certain types of hocus pocus things of Kamiyas, they say that if the one who's doing it is a male, so in order for him to be successful, he should wear women's garment and he should adorn himself with gold and jewels and similar things. And if it's a woman, she should dress up with a uh, shield and a ammunition war uh, uh, that warriors that men usually wear and this is something which is known to those who are involved in these matters so I guess that would be probably Davodizara that it's involved with it that it somehow helps them achieve what they're looking to. The, uh, in the book of Mitzvahs of the Rambam this is the prohibition number 41 this is talks about tattooing that the 41 first mitzvah is that we've been warned not to put any tattoos in our bodies, whether it's blue, red, or other colors in the body, as those who worship idols do, as it's even today uh, customary and public by the Kabatim. You know, that's those who used to be a tribe of the days of the Rambam. The warning for this comes when Hashem says, in Vayikra Perikutas Posikhovches, a writing of tattooing don't place on, on yourself. One who violates this prohibition would be liable for lashes. The details of this mitzvah have been articulated in the end of the tractate of Makris. The mitzvah mem gimel, the 43rd prohibition, is the um, prohibition against uh, cutting down the sides of the head, shaving off the sides of the head, 
It says that loy sakifu paas roshchem in vayikra perikutes pasuk chovzam chovzayin. This uh, prohibition, the reason for it is so that we should not uh, be similar to those who worship Avodah Zorah. This was their custom of those who worshipped Avodah Zorah, idol worshippers, that they would shave off just their sides and they'd leave, they'd bald their sides and leave the rest of the head uh, with hair. And that's why it was important for our sages to articulate in the tractate of Yubamis, and they said that even if you should shave off your entire head, that still would constitute hakafa. And the reason I needed to say that is because you shouldn't say that the reason, the goal of the prohibition is they don't want you to shave off the sides of your head and to leave the rest of your head because then you look like those uh, worshippers, those who serve the Kamorim, those uh, the, 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 the people, the attendants of the Avedah Zorah. But if you're going to shave off the whole head, everything, including the middle and the sides, maybe that's not considered being similar to those who worship Avedah Zorah. That's why the Torah tells us that it's prohibited to shave the sides in both ways, whether it's in the, by itself or even as shaving off your entire head. And you would be liable for lashes for each of the two sides of the head. Uh, and therefore, if one should shave off his entire head, then he would be chayv also too, because inevitably he's cutting, he's shaving off the sides of his head. The reason why we don't count this as two separate mitzvahs, even though he gets two lashes for both sides, two separate two, we don't count it, because the Torah didn't use two languages under one prohibition. Had the Torah said, don't cut off your right side from, you know, the corner of your right side of the head and the corner, shave off the left side of the head. So then, and if you would be chay of two lashes, then we would count it as two mitzvahs. But since it's all in one language and it's one subject matter, so it's one mitzvah, even though that we have by tradition that the interpretation is that this prohibition includes various parts of the body, that you would be chayiv, liable for lashes for each part independently. But that doesn't mean that it's still, that it's two mitzvah. It's one mitzvah, but two lavim. And the details of this mitzvah have been explained in the end of tractor Mark case. And this prohibition, women are not liable for it. Okay, we're doing a safer mitzvah. This is the prohibition number 45. Hamitzvah Hamem Hey. This is the warning that we've been warned not to uh, scrape ourselves, uh, mutilate, uh, as those who worship idols, uh, they would worship the idols by uh, causing wounding themselves, bruising themselves. That's based on the uh, verse in uh, Devarim, uh, Deuteronomy 14.1, Yudalad Aleph. Over there the Pasuk says, Lo sis go didu. Uh, that means literally not to mutilate yourself. Rambam writes that this has also been duplicated, this prohibition, using a little bit of a different word. Over there it's in Vayikra, Yutes Chovches, over there in 1928 Vayikra. It says, Scraping uh, to a soul, that's scratching, uh, don't put in your flesh. So that's a similar to the Loisis Goydidu. Now, um, the Gemara uses the 
uh, prohibition Lois is going to do in a drush way, in an expounding way, to also mean other things. But as we'll see, the Gemara uses it as not to make different groupings and uh, people uh, not to separate themselves. But literally, the Gemara says, in Yavamas, the Rambam says, that the Pasuk itself is needed, of Lois is going to do, is needed for itself to tell us the law that one is not allowed to uh, wound themselves, uh, which is when there's a person who dies, uh, don't make yourself a wound on yourself in a way of mourning for the dead. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's a separate. Uh, the Gemara Makis actually says that these two psukim quoted before scraping and mutilating and the wounding is really Srita Gedita is really one and the same but there is a difference between whether you cause it on your uh, for a person died so by that person uh, if you uh, do it um, whether you do it by hand or you do it with a instrument with a keli you're going to be high in either way. But when we talk about Avodah Zorah, if you're doing it to worship the idols, so over there, only if you use a instrument, a kli, a vessel, would you be high. But if you did it by hand, then you would not be high, you'd be potter. The reason is because by the idol worship we find in Malachim Aleph, in chapter 18, verse 28, Yud Ches over there it says specifically, they have done this gedida, they're wounding themselves by using over there their swords, their remachim, their spits, different instruments. So that is the way of worship. That's why you would only be liable if you used an instrument. But our rabbis have already said that within this prohibition, in an expounding way, is also the warning to stay away from splitting the people and causing public dissent. Like we have the word Gedulois is going to do comes from the language of Leisasu uh, Agudis Agudis. They say, don't make yourself groupings, groupings. This is the source why. People should not uh, serve Hashem and everybody doing a different thing. That's based on this passage in an expounding way because it is uh, uh, shows on separation and divisiveness when everybody serves Hashem in a different way. They don't do things in unison. But nevertheless, this is not the actual passage, but this is already uh, uh, this included. But the Gufi Dikra. But the actual Pasuk itself, as the Gemara quoted before, is Leisasu Chabura Alameis. Don't make a wound for the dead. And the rest, the other thing is similar to a expounding. This is telling you further. Uh, but the actual verse itself uh, is a warning, as Chacham explained. And this is to do with the Rambams and his principle that it's a shlila, not a love. It means not to do so, but it's not really a prohibition, the other same. Uh, so, he gives you an example for this. 
they explained us this thing like this uh, that Hashem says that those who this who now we find in the Torah we find he's giving you an example that we find in the Torah that Korach and his community they argued against Aaron's uh, kahuna against his priesthood so what is Hashem uh, going to punish for the people who challenge the rights to the priesthood by Aaron and his descendants so it says that Hashem lets us know in the verse we'll see that if one disagrees or argues against fights against the Kohanim and he desires for himself Kahuna in the further generation so over there he won't happen to him that same that happened to Korach his punishment is not going to be the same by Korach what happened because he argued they were swallowed into the ground but by him the punishment is going to be Kasher Diber Hashem Biyad Moshe Loi Lad Hashem spoke to Moshe to him, to Moshe, what does it mean like Hashem what is the punishment see I, I, I missed a few lines in the beginning he, he wanted to bring similar to what we said over here with regards to the um, so the situation that Lesh is going to do includes something else there's a similar thing because our rabbis say that if anyone who holds on to machloikis to the one will be violating will, will be violating a lav because it says not to be like Korach and his community so but that also is not the uh, literal, this is Al-Darach say expounding. The uh, Pasuk itself is like a, a threat to say, no, don't do so. But expounding, we say, as we're saying now, that Hashem says to them, that don't be like Korach and Adosoy, but, and you won't get that punishment, but which means that for that you get leprosy. Because Hashem spoke to Moshe, because Hashem said to Moshe, take your hands into your bosom. Yeah. And he took it out and it was white from Tzaraz. And as we find the King Uziyah who wanted to become Kohen, he wanted to serve in Beis Amikdash, Hashem plagued him with Tzaraz over there. So basically what it means is that that's expounding and telling you a, another, uh, another idea, another... Um, yeah. In what takes place if one uh, takes uh, one is uh, involved with machloikis, um, but the um, simple meaning in our pasuk is not to do the wounding, but I guess it also includes other things as well. The Rambam says, "I'm going to go back to the mitzvah and I'll say that the details of this mitzvah have articulated in the end of Makkas. One who violates this law." is going to be punished by La Malchus, by Lashes. The Sefer HaMitzvahs of the Rambam, this is the prohibition number 171, Mitzvah Kuf Ayin Aleph. Uh, this is the warning that we've been warned not to rip here, uh, our here out, over, um, over somebody who died, as the fools do. I guess they used to rip their hair in order to mourn. That was a sign of mourning. 
that is based on the verse in the Devarim, Perak Yudalat Pasik Aleph, Deuteronomy 14.1. Over there the verse says, V'loi sosimu karcha lameis, that when somebody dies, don't put a bald spot in between your eyes for the dead. Now, the Torah, the Kofel, the Torah has repeated this prohibition when it talks about the Kohanim. In Vayikra, Chavalev, Pasig Hey, over there the Torah says, Lo yikrechu karcha b'reisham, they shall not put a bold spot on their head. That is specifically to the Kohen. The Rambam says, Kedei lahashlim hadin. The reason the Torah wrote it over there is in order to complete the law, which means the law has not been completed yet when it talks about the law for all Jews, uh, but it's completed when the Torah tells it to us about the Kohen. But they're really the same laws we're going to see. But not for the same reason. It's the same for the same reason. So here, this is, this is the part of the things that they fill in one for each other. Because when the Torah says in the uh, first uh, verse in Devarim that we quoted here, it's actually after Vayikra, but in the first verse quoted, which is the verse for all people, over there it says specifically, Bein Eneichem, that means in between your eyes. Uh, one can assume that the only place where one is prohibited to make this bold spot that will be from the side of the face, so that would be, but what about uh, any other spot on the head? So in the second verse, which is actually the first, in Vayikra, when it talks about the coin, over there, there is no stipulation between your eyes. Over there, the Torah just says, which means any part of your head. Uh, that means that whether it's on your head or it's in between your eyes, there's still the same prohibition not to tear out the hair, not to make a bold spot. And perhaps, I mean, I'm not going to answer now, this is not in the, uh, in the Rambam over here, but perhaps the more common place to do it was in between the eyes, and that's why the verse mentions that, but it still needs to clarify that this would be uh, in all of the head. So even though that law is with regards to a coin, but it applies to everybody. The same thing isn't the other way around. Um, if the uh, verse in uh, Vayikra where it says, don't make a bold spot in your head, over there it doesn't stipulate that it's being done for somebody who died. Over there it just says, don't put a bold spot. So you might have interpreted it that whether one died or didn't die, there is still a prohibition of making a bold spot, and that's not true. So that's why we need the other verse, who, which articulates it and says, Lames, that it's only uh, for a sense of mourning or in a kind for somebody who died. So these verses sort of support, uh, complement one another by clarifying what the law. Anyone, the Rambam writes, who will reveal, meaning make a bold spot, reveal the size of a bean, of a, of a, of, of, of a gris, uh, from the hair of his head, by ripping it out for some uh, sign of mourning for the dead, uh, specifically that, not for any other reason, would get lashes. 
and that doesn't make a difference whether you're a Kohen Gadol or you're just an ordinary Jew because the law applies to everybody equally and um, each time that you rip and you make a spot which is the size of a gris you would get lashes um, the Rambam goes further he says that we also find that the verse with regards to the Kohen says that they shall not shave off the corners of their beards and they should not make uh, any uh, scrapes um, in their on their flesh as we've learned now the Rambam makes the same observation even though these laws have been written to the Kohen they are not separate laws for the Kohen for the for the Israelite but rather they uh, complement each other there is certain parts of the laws which we learn out by the Kohen it's coming to complete the laws of these mitzvah as the Gemara has articulated in the end of Tractate Makos.